0: Okay, sometimes you walk past a gold mine and you never actually realise it. You know, sometimes you could be walking down the street. Little, little be known to you that there's a gold mine right next to you. And you just walk past it. And you just miss the gold line. Purim is one of those Yomim Toivim. It's a gold mine. There is so much to be gained by the Gavaldiga Hashpah, the Gavaldiga yontuf of Purim. That sometimes, more often than not, we walk past it without even realizing and appreciating that we can gain from the yom, that we can we can gain from the yontif. And the Ramban has a very famous insight where he says, the more destructed something is, the more holiness it had and has. And the example for that obviously is the Beis Hamikdash. It's destroyed, but it shows us how holy it is. Purim is often a little bit of a quote-unquote destroyed day. It's a day that's difficult. It's busy. There's this mitzvah. There's that mitzvah. People are rolling on the streets. People are doing all sorts of things. Where's the kedusha? Where's the holiness? The answer is it's hidden within, which is obviously the whole message of the Megillah. I want to start with an incredible Gemara, a Gemara that we're familiar with. And the Gemara tells us in Megillah, Mavatlin tal mutayri l'shmoya mikra Megillah. Very, very interesting statement. And I will ask you the question. Why is it specifically over here, by the mitzvah of Megillah, that Chazal tell us, close your Gemara, it's, I know it's difficult. You're in the middle of the Rashba, you're in the middle of the Tosrish, in the middle of the Biskarav. It's not easy to close it. Close it, go listen to the Megillah. I, I don't understand what that means. Why doesn't it say the same thing about shaking a M'vatlin Talmah Torah to a Geluluf. What about matzah on Pesach? You don't, you don't have to mevatel torah. and Torah to eat the matzah. Every mitzvah you have to be mevatel torah. So this is another one of the mitzvahs. Over here, mevatel and Torah. Okay, so we could say answers. That it may be, it's me'etzam Torah. But we have to understand on a deeper level exactly what is Chazal telling us. What's the message? What is the message that we have to mevatel torah in order to listen to the Negeller? Which it doesn't say, as far as I'm aware, in any other mitzvah that we know of. And I want to bring in one of the other mitzvahs, a fascinating mitzvah, a mitzvah that, for some reason, nobody looks for colors, everybody wants, the most machmeshita, very unusual to find such a thing. But you find it over here, and that's the mitzvah of getting drunk. It's an unbelievable thing. It's an unbelievable mitzvah. It's an incredible mitzvah. Right? We all know, we're familiar with the Gemara Megillah, <laughs> Zayn, Inish, Bepur, Yad, Ben, Baruch, motcha and, or okay, we're familiar with the Gemara. The Gemara straight away. What does the Gemara say? Famous story. Rabbi and Reb What's the Misa? That Reb invited Rabbi to the Purim Suda, and it became without going into all the details. The Marashov over there. He killed him, whatever that means. And then the next morning, he brought him back. To here, he brought him back to life. And the next year, he comes and says, um, Would you like to join my Promseller this year? <laughs> no, no, no. That's over last year, I just about made it. No, I'm not coming. So there's an obvious question, which we discussed a little bit about Piyalocha. Why does the Gomorrah bring the story? Is it because the Gomorrah wants to show us we don't Paskin like Chai Vinish because look what happened? Or maybe the Gomorrah says, which is how most were shown in Paskin, which is how we Paskin, is that the reason the Gomorrah brings the Maisa is because we Paskin Chai There's an obligation to get completely plastered on Purim. It's an incredible idea. You know, there's all the colors we spoke about, the different Kshitas in the Rishonim. People are always looking for colors. Uh, not you guys, but there are people who look for colors. Rabbi, give me the most lenient. Come out with a book of leniencies. I'll buy it. Everybody will buy it. By Purim, by the midst of getting drunk. For some reason, nobody wants the colors. I want the most Mach Meshita. How drunk, how many bottles of wine do I have to finish to be to the Mitzvah? What does this mean? What, what is Chazat? They want us to get drunk? We're familiar with the Gemara in Psachim. The Gemara says, "From the few people that the Rabbanim from Kaviyachal hates, Shtar Kaloshin." The Gemara says, "Kaviyachal hates is someone who gets drunk." And yet on Purim, we have a Chayev. Chayev. By the way, very rarely do you find such a lotion of Chayev, obligated, Sorech, Toiv, all sorts of the shaynings. Chayev, obligation but by getting drunk. That's what we want from people. What's it meant to be? What are we meant to be looking like at the end of Purim? What's it all about? Getting drunk. Seriously? That's what Purim is. Yom haki Purim. Ah! Yom kippur is gewaldic. It's almost like Purim. Huh? <laughs> I don't know the difference between at the end of the Ne'ilah, the end of our Purim of so on Sunday night. There might be a little bit of a difference in what everybody's behavior. But yet, no. Purim is holy. It's the holiest of the holiest. But what, what's Pshat? What does this mean? Okay, so Rabbi, so I want to try to understand this. So I want to bring you a Mordeca Maisa. I want to bring you an incredible Maisa from the Heiliger Badicheva. The Heiliger Kedusha Levi. Incredible, incredible Maisa. You have to know this Maisa. The Badicheva was traveling, as was the minig of many Hasidim. Many of the Rebels, they went into Golas, and he was traveling. And he went into a certain inn. He'd never been to this inn before. He rented a room. And there he was, he went into his room to start his havoidah, to start learning. Came Chatzois. So what does every yid do at Chatzois? Tikkun Chatzois. So the B'ditchev of the Rebbe starts doing Tikkun Chatzois. He doesn't just say the words, right? You can understand, the Rebbe gets involved and he's mamish, ramish in it. The innkeeper, a total amaretz, a yid, a total What What's going on over here? It's midnight and in the Rabbi's room, there's a lot of noise going on. Understand. He goes to the door. He goes to listen. What, what, what's happening? What is the Rebbe doing? And he hears crying and crying. Oh, What happened? Maybe I missed something. So he knocks on the door softly, and the batisha opens the door and says, "Can I help you?" He says, uh, "Is everything okay? What's, what, what happened? Who died? What, what, what did I miss?" So he said to him, "What do you mean it's tikun chatzos? <laughs> this is what we do on tikun chatzos." He said, "Huh? What's tikun chatzos?" So he starts. Okay, so he starts to explain to him. There was a base on Mikdash. And there was the Shechina, and there was Gehadim, and there was the Avoidah. And there was Karbonis and Mizbeach. Unbelievable. And then the Rabobinu Shalom took away Al-Besam-Mikdash. The Rabobinu Shalom destroyed the Beisam-Mikdash. The Rabobinu took away the Shechina. And the way the Baditshuva was explaining it. This innkeeper, this pure amorit, started to cry. The, 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 the emotions that were building up over there from hearing the kedushas Slavi talking about the Horban Beisam-Mikdash, the started to cry. He's crying and crying. And he got so emotionally involved that the bodhisheva was worried that maybe he's going to have a heart attack. Maybe he's going to die. He's promising. He looks, he looks... She said to him, Don't worry. Chazal tell us that the Rabboni Shilohim did this for our good. As Chazal tell us, the Rabboni Shilohim took away the Beisam Megdosh Kaviyochel to take out the anger on and Vavonim. On stones and on bricks and on wood instead of taking it out on us. So really it was for our good, because otherwise, the abundance would have destroyed us. So really, it was for our own good. And the inks were starting to, start, to smile, started to see, oh, okay, it's for our good. And they started to talk more and more and more, until they got so excited, they started to dance. They were dancing, an incredible thing, an unbelievable thing. A guy walks in, he sees the door open, he sees the bodhisattva dancing away, crying with his eyes all wet, dancing with, the, with, with this innkeeper. What is going on? And the innkeeper says, don't you know? The base of Indus was destroyed," said the Badicheva. "This is Purim. This is Purim. Purim looks terrible. The story in the Megillah, everything that went on. Oy vay, what's going to be? What's going to happen this way, that way? She, she's inviting Achashverosh. It looks kafalach, the xeron, klalisol. It looks terrible. But it was for our good. Every little piece in the Megillah was for our good. Was for our benefit." We saw it afterwards, when you look at the whole story, but that's what it is. So the B'dit and Slevi writes that the whole side of the Megillah, the whole side of Purim, if it would sum up the Yom Tov of Purim, it was to take the Tsuris, to take the hardships, and see that they're really for our good. That's what it's all about. That's what Purim is. I'll tell you a also, another one. I think this happened with the Tosh there was a yid. Never, he went through a lot of situations. Had no money, no panasa, making a chasda for his daughter. Doesn't know where to turn to. He comes to what I think to remember is the Toshu Rebbe, and he's waiting online with all the Chasidim online to see the Rebbe. And the Rebbe, in the corner of his eye, sees him and thinks to himself, "Oivai, what's he here for? Probably wants money. I don't have anything. I'm wiped out. I have nothing. I got nothing to give him." What am I going to do when this guy comes to me on um, his turn and asks me for money? I've got nothing to give him. So the rebbe sees that right at the back of the line, it's this a very wealthy fellow. Uh, a wealthy guy. He's probably coming to give me a pigeon. He's probably coming to give me a sach geld. I'll tell you what. Goes, calls over the guy and says, do me a favor. Bring in the wealthy guy first. Make sure he comes in first. This way he'll give me the money and I'll be able to give it to the guy when he asks me for money. So that's what he does. The gabba calls over the wealthy guy and says, come inside. You want to go? The rebbe wants you right now. He comes inside. He gives him a big, big, big fat pigeon. Puts it on the table. The rabbi's happy. And then the poor guy comes in. And he starts shouting at the rebbe. Ah, chutzpah? Well, because he has money, he gets to come in first? I'm a poor guy. I also need something. Just because he's wealthy. And the rebbe smiled and said, Ah, my dear son, you don't understand. What I was doing was for your own benefit. I was doing something for you. You needed money. I had nothing to give you. I brought him in so that he would be able to help you. Ultimately, many of the sorrows that we go through is for our good. The Kedusha's lady is full of this. That's Purim. That's the Megillah. It looks terrible. It looks so bad. What's going to be with the world? Are we, yes, going to go back for Pesach? Not going to go back for Pesach. Well, yes, vaccine. Not vaccine. What's going on in the world? The beaches are closed now. Nobody knows what's going on. It looks kefir. Are we going to come back after Pesach? Is it going to be another Zumsman? What's going to be? Ultimately, the Rabboni Olam is setting the stage for the greatest of all time. We don't realize it. We don't see it often. But that's what Megillah is. That's what it's all about over here. The Megillah. In the beginning of the going, the Vilna going asks the Kasha in the beginning of Megillah's Esther. And he brings the Gemara, Esther Minatora Minayin. Where is there a remiss for Esther Minatoya? Frank the Vilna going. I don't understand. What? The Megillah's Esther, the story, the miracle that happened to Esther and Kalal Yisrael at the time in Shushan Nabira was the first miracle. Huh? There's many miracles that been going on. What's going on? Why after this one? Why it the Gemara pick on Esther? What about all the other miracles in Tanakh? And the Vilna Goen writes an incredible thing. He says all the other nisim go through Tanakh. was Bizman HaBes HaMikdosh. Bizman HaBes HaMikdosh, it's not a big deal that there's a ace. But when there was no Bes when there was a Chorban, when Kalaliso and gollis, when things looked dark, when we looked, quote unquote, abandoned Chasbashonim from the Rabbanitishlam, and yet, as a miracle, Oh, in a and Ien says the Vilna Gaon. That's why Ghazal asks. This is the very first time that we see the Rabbanitishlam is running the show. The Rabbanitishlam is pulling the strings. And that's what the Medrash writes. The holiest side of Purim. You know, imagine a mother has two sons, and it comes to supper time, so she gives them supper. Everything's fine. Comes the dessert. She walks over to the first son and she says, here's dessert, fat bowl of chocolate ice cream with sprinkles, gishmuck. And he starts pounding away, comes to the second son, and she gives him a piece of diet, sugar-free, thin slice of sponge cake. She says, hello, hello, you don't love me? That's what he gets, what about me? And she says, my dear son, you don't know, you have a problem with sugar. If I would give you what he has, it would be terrible for you. You would suffer terribly from that. What I'm doing is for your good. So many times we go through our life and we don't realize that everything the Rabboni Shum does for us is for our good. That's the pshat mevatlen talmutoyeh mikra Megillah. The chizig that a person can get from the Megillah is a chizig that lasts a lifetime. It lasts a whole year. Yes, stop your line. The Gemara and be Sometimes you have to ma'vatl Torah because that is the key of Torah. When a person listens to Megillah, when a person appreciates what happened, how things look terrible, looks bad, it looks kafelah. But the Rebbeinu does everything for a chesed. Everything can look terrible, but really it's the best thing. Called the Oved Rachman Everything is good. We need to live with this. That's mabatlan talme Megillah. Stop, yeah. Close the Gemara and listen to the Megillah. Listen to the message that the Megillah gives you. That's what it's all about. And that's the pshat and getting drunk. What's the pshat getting drunk? But, Emes, what does is, what is, the Ubuntu want from us? And the answer is, throughout the year, we're sober. And when things happen to us, we get sidetracked. What's going to be with this? What's going to be with this? Oy vay! Calculations! If I do this, if this happens, it's because of this. Because we're sober, so we make calculations because we're running the show. When you get drunk, you don't run the show anymore. When you get drunk, you're totally hefka. You're totally in other people's hands. People are carrying you, people are schlepping you, people are giving you water, people are helping you because you're not making your own calculations. It's not about you. Once during the year, we take off all the outer shells of all our calculations of how the Ubuntu runs the world and what this looks like and this is good and this is bad, all our personal calculations and we put them only to the rabbi nishalala. We realize and we recognize that on Purim, when you get slammed and you get totally drunk, you know what that means? You're giving yourself to the rabbi nishalala. Rabbi nishalala, I'm not my own person. I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, just, I just do it. No, you know, no one thinks when you're drunk. You don't think, you don't think, hold on a second, if I say that, then that, you don't do that, you, you just say, you just go, you just do. That's how we should be living the whole year. But we can't. So once a year, once a year, the Rabboni Shalom says, get completely drunk. Get smashed. Because then you're giving yourself up to the Rabboni Shalom. That's what getting drunk is all about. That's how it's meant to be done. If you're not doing it in that open, then don't do it. But if you're doing it for that reason, and that's why you're holding, it's the most beautiful thing. It's the highest level that a person can reach. Higher than Yom Kippur. Because it's just you and the Rabboni Shalom. Like what Malcolm said so beautifully. You're not allowed to drink and then drive. You can't drink and drive. Why? Because often during the year, we think we're in the driving seat. We're calling the shots. We're driving. We've got the steering wheel. We're the one. When you drink, don't drive. Because when you drink, you're not in the driving seat. You're giving it up to the a Shalom. That's what Purim is. That's the assert of getting drunk. That's the assert of, of listening to the Megillah. And Be'ez HaShem, if we make these mitzvahs properly, it will give us the most tremendous chizak that we can ever have. Be'ez HaShem, we should all be zeicher to make this gewaltige mitzvahs and get the gewaltige hashboros from the wonderful Yom